G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Listen to this. First God sent revival to Jonah, then Jonah brought revival to Nineveh. That's because nothing can happen through you until it first happens to you. That's to start with you. Only the revived can bring revival to the unrevived. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie encourages us to take the time to examine ourselves. Sure, we can go out into our workplace and tell people that work with us about Jesus Christ, but make sure you're walking in the way of the Lord. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Have you ever tried to light multiple candles with the flame from the first candle? only to have it go out before you can light any of the others. It's hard to pass on the fire when you've got no fire. Such is the case with some believers, trying to ignite someone else's faith when their own fire has died down. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us make sure revival begins in our own hearts before it can be passed along to create the kind of revival that's so desperately needed in the world today. Look at one of the largest revivals in human history. And this gives me hope for our own country because this nation we're going to examine together deserved judgment. And in a way, I feel as though our country deserves judgment. And you say, but Greg, why? Because knowledge brings responsibility. The only other nation we would be closely likened to would be the nation Israel, a nation also founded on biblical principles. That is how we started this country, and that knowledge brings responsibility. I think of the words of Thomas Jefferson, who said, quote, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that His justice cannot sleep forever. But we're going to look at the story of a nation that had a revival, just like America needs to have Uh, revival. The name of this city is Nineveh. But let me make a distinction between the word revival and awakening. We often use them interchangeably, but I think a distinction can be made. America needs an awakening. The church needs a revival. An awakening is when a nation comes alive spiritually and sees its need for God and turns to God. A revival is when God's people come back to life again. That brings me to point number one, what is revival? We need to take the, the mysticism out of the word and just see it for what it is. It, it simply means to bring back to life, to restore, to be revived is to wake up from a state of sleep. Uh, sometimes I'll watch television with my wife and she'll select something that to me is, well, how shall I put it delicately? Boring. And um, 
we just have different tastes in general. So I'll watch whatever it is she's watching and, and I'll sometimes doze off and she'll say, Greg, you fell asleep and I'll, I'll wake up to nine. And why do I do that? It's not a sin to sleep, not to take a little nap, but especially if something is boring. But that's the way we are. We don't want to admit we're asleep. We don't think we're asleep. But the person that is asleep doesn't necessarily know they're asleep. It's when you're awake that you can say, oh wow, I was asleep. That's what revival is. It's coming back. It's waking up. This is the kind of faith that God wants us to have. We need the faith of the Christians of the first century. The faith that changed the world. The faith that turned the world upside down. Consider this. Everywhere the Apostle Paul went, there was either a riot or a revival. But there was always action. It never got boring. I feel the time has come for the church to start making a disturbance again. Revival is when God gets so sick and tired of being misrepresented, He shows up Himself. And that's what we need to pray for right now, that that will happen. So number one, revival is waking up from sleep. Point number two, Biblical preaching can bring revival. Biblical preaching can bring revival. And that's illustrated in the story that we're going to look at in a moment. The story of the prophet Jonah. The reluctant prophet. The chicken of the sea, you might say. The original chicken of the sea. He did not want to go and preach to the city of Nineveh. But because he finally went with a little extra persuasion, it resulted in the largest spiritual awakening in all of the Bible. So God says to Jonah, go preach to Nineveh. Jonah's response was, Lord, no way. They drink haterade in Nineveh. These people are wicked. I don't want to go to them. And truly, as I said, they were wicked because God said they effectively stink to high heaven. So Jonah, you know the story, got in a boat and went the opposite direction and a great storm came and all the sailors on the boat began to cry out to their gods for help. By the way, that must have been a bad storm because most people I know that have their sea legs are pretty common storms. But this was a really scary one. So they're crying out to their various deities, hoping one of them has the right one. And they think about this mysterious stranger below deck. And they bring him up. Of course, that's Jonah. They ask him what the story is. He goes, well, this storm is here because of me. And I'm a Hebrew. And I'm running from God. And he told me to go preach to Nineveh. And I said, no. They're looking at him and thinking, uh, so why would you run from a God this powerful? Then Jonah says, listen, if you throw me over the side of the boat, the storm will stop. They're like, really? Okay, bye. Over the side he goes. <laughs> now the Lord brings a great fish to swallow Jonah. And inside I have to say, Jonah was stubborn. He spent three days and three nights inside of that stomach and said, I ain't budging. Wrapped in seaweed, humidity like you can't believe, fish smacking him in the face. I'm not budging. Finally he came to his senses and Jonah had a personal revival in the belly of the fish. And we read about that in Jonah 2, verse 1. Then Jonah, then, when? After three days and three nights. Then he prayed to the Lord as God from inside the fish. Which reminds you, you can pray pretty much anywhere. If you can pray from the inside of a fish, you can pray anywhere else. 
He said, I cried to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the world of the dead, Lord, and you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Drop down to verse 7. When I had lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord, and my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all of God's mercies, but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. Inside the belly of the beast, Jonah had revival. Meaning he was revived and brought back to life and what God had called him to do. So now that he had hope again, as he turned his thoughts to the Lord, he was ready to go obey the Lord. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And today he's examining the need for revival in our time, much like Jonah needed revival in his time. Let's continue. So now Jonah is revived. And he's ready to do what God has called him to do. And so the fish cruises up and barfs out Jonah. So Jonah was righteous and ralphed. (laughs) And he was revived and recommissioned by God. Listen to this. First God sent revival to Jonah. Then Jonah brought revival to Nineveh. That's because nothing can happen through you until it first happens to you. That's to start with you. You know, you're saying, I want to raise my children in the way of the Lord. Great, do that. But make sure you're walking in the way of the Lord. Because some things are caught and other things are taught. Yeah, they'll listen to your bedtime stories and they'll listen to your little mini sermons, but they're also going to be watching your life to see if mom or dad lived that out. Sure, we can go out into our workplace and tell people that work with us about Jesus Christ. Make sure you're a model of what it is to follow Christ. It can't happen through you until it has first happened to you. That brings us to Jonah chapter 3. Let's find out what happened. So he shows up in Nineveh and here's his message. Look at verse 4. One day Jonah entered the city and shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now and Nineveh will be destroyed. Well, that's not a very hopeful message, is it? No promise of forgiveness. No way out. Basically, you're all going to die. Now, that message surely wouldn't make a difference, but look what happens. Verse 5, the people of Nineveh believe God's message from the greatest to the least, and they decided to go without food and wear sackcloth to show their sorrow. And when the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne and took off his royal robes and dressed himself in sackcloth and sat on a heap of ashes. And the king and the nobles sent this decree to the city. No one, not even the animals, may eat or drink anything at all. So they were fasting. Everyone is required to wear sackcloth and pray earnestly to God. Everyone must turn from their evil ways and stop all of their violence. Who can tell? Maybe God will have pity on us and hold back His fierce anger from destroying us. And when God saw they put a stop to their evil ways, He had mercy on them and didn't carry out the destruction He had threatened. We'll stop there. That brings me to point number four. A revived person will be an evangelistic person. A revived person will be an evangelistic person. Let me turn that around. If you have no desire to share your faith, you need personal revival. 
Why is a revived person an evangelistic person? Because their evangelism is a result of a Christ-filled life. You want to know an interesting statistic. Most people that come to Christ do it because someone who is young in the faith shared with them. 80 to 90 percent of people who have the gospel shared with them are from people who have known the Lord for two years or less. Did you hear that? 80 to 90 percent of people who have the gospel shared with them are from people who have known the Lord for two years or less. Isn't that interesting? Why is that? Why is it not from 10 years or more? The reason it's from two years or less is these are people who are often still in what we would call the first love relationship with Jesus Christ. They're still discovering what God has done for them. They're still excited about it. But as we get older in the faith and we walk with the Lord for a time, sometimes we start taking these things for granted. You know what that means? It means we need revival. We need to be brought back to the place where we once were, where we realize how important it is to share with others what Jesus has done for us. Listen, you want to experience revival in your life? Get a brand new believer next to you and hang out with them. See, here's the problem. If you hang around with a bunch of jaded Christians, some who have even become cynical, and after church you critique the sermon, you need some new friends. Hang out with some new believers who are hearing this stuff for the first time and are fired up and they have questions that will get you digging back into Scripture again. It's the best thing you can do for your own spiritual health. You stabilize them and they re-energize you. Everybody benefits. But you see, sometimes we get away from that and we need to have a revival. Now that brings me to my last point, number five. Even revived people need to be revived again. Even revived people need to be revived again. Why do I say this? Well, here's this awesome spiritual awakening. Thousands of people are believing. God is not judging them. How does Jonah react? Is he dancing in the streets, doing a little happy dance? No, he's angry. He's upset. In fact, he's hopping mad. Look at Jonah 4, verse one. This change of plans upset Jonah. And he became very angry and complained to the Lord about it, saying, didn't I say before I left home you would do this, Lord? This is why I ran away to Tarshish. I know you're a gracious and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. I knew how easily you could cancel your plans for destroying these people, so just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive because nothing I predicted is going to happen. What a brat. <laughs> but look at how the Lord reacts. The Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? You see, Jonah is just having a pity party. I wanted to see destruction. In fact, he was so excited, he pulled up a ringside seat to watch it. He had his popcorn and his milk duds, and it was gonna be great. He's gonna put it up on Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and everything else. And nothing happened. Judgment didn't come. So he's angry. The Lord is like, what is wrong with you, son? I spared these people. You should be rejoicing. You should not be upset. See, the problem with Jonah is he was preoccupied with himself. Here's a man who survived three days and three nights in a fish's stomach. A man who repents and prays and preaches the truth of the people of Nineveh. 
a man that God uses to help bring about a spiritual awakening, and yet this guy falls into sin. It's a good reminder, no matter how long you've known the Lord, you can still mess up. No matter how long you've known the Lord, you still may need to be revived again. What is revival? Revival is getting back to the Christian life as it was meant to be lived. Revival is being in the bloom of first love for a lifetime. Walking closely with the Lord. No, you can't always have those initial emotions you had as a new convert any more than you can have butterflies in your stomach like when you first met your husband or wife-to-be. If I still felt the same way toward my wife as I felt when I first met her, and I told her, I have a lightness, my head feels a little dizzy, she'd think I was having a heart attack or something. That's not realistic, but your love can grow deeper. Your love can grow stronger. And that's how we ought to be as followers of Jesus. Revival is nothing more or less than a new obedience to God. And then it's long obedience in the same direction. Listen, only God can send an awakening to America. But revival can happen right here, right now. What do I need to do? Well, remember 2 Chronicles 7:14 said, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then God says, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. That can happen for you now. The people of Nineveh repented of their sin. They called it what it was. God sent his healing, and God can do the same for you. We need to get back to that again. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important encouragement about revival today, how it's needed and how to get it started. Well, next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg takes us to the Bible with fresh insight as to why the world fails at keeping its promise of finding happiness and why it can only be found through Jesus. It's a message called Happiness, Where to Find It, next time. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Can We See Revival in Our Time? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or go to visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.